Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbet and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. Ain't it funny how Seven sixteen, sixteen minutes after seven o'clock. You know what I like about Friday? It's like LL Cool J says, it's Velvet Hammer time. It's Velvet Hammer time. Good morning. Well, a pleasant good morning to you, LL Cool J. Well, I got you know you were talking about that LIV golf issue. I figured out what it was. What is it? LIV is the Roman numeral. For 54, it's the number of holes each tournament will have in this new uh, league they've created, starting right now, I guess, over in England. Uh, but uh, that's the score a golfer would have if he birdied every hole on a par 72 course. 54. 54. Okay. L-I-V, it's the Roman numeral L-I-V, uh, it's um, it's L for fifty, IV for four. It's fifty four. Okay, well, that, well, thank you for looking that up. I'm glad you were listening, and uh, we got the answer to that because I was eventually going to figure that out, I guess. But I don't have to. Now. Thank you. <laughs> you don't have to, but don't feel bad. I had to look it up too. <laughs> yeah, we were just trying to figure out what that meant, you know. But uh, you know, quickly we can talk about that. I mean, what what are your thoughts on this? this new Saudi golf league and what, I mean, what do you think is going to happen here? America has to be careful to uh, temper its level level of greed and arrogance. We have always had that problem. We've been accused of it for generations, although we're so forgiving and, um, uh, and so gratuitous with everything we do to, uh, to help the rest of the world, we sometimes get caught being rather greedy. And the Saudis uh, have um, that same concern. And so others are now finding cracks in our armor and taking advantage of our uh, uh, approach to fortune. And uh, they're now creating a competitive a competition, uh, a competitor for the PGA. Uh, which if you get up close and personal with some of those guys, they are somewhat arrogant and rude. They've had the keys to the vault for a long time. So while I don't want to see us lose our democracy, I do see an advantage in having uh, uh, some people getting spanked once in a while. And we can talk about that on another topic in a minute. But uh, this is the only correlation I have to that issue. You know, I, th- I think we all believe as Americans that competition is good. That's what has made us the country that we are today, competitiveness. And uh, and you don't see that in some places in the world. But in any case, you know, this is something we we got to watch because the PGA is sort of, you know, they're putting their thumb on people now. They're trying to stop any competitor from being able to take money away from their little uh, rice bowl, I guess. Remember the uh, the song in the year twenty five ten. Yeah, if God is coming, we ought to make it by then. Yeah, that's right. Well, the truth is, the truth is, is by twenty five ten, 
history will show that America has been very uh, gratuitous, very uh, much uh, philanthropic and giving to the rest of the world. And I hope that overshadows the shortcomings that uh, have come with some of the American behavior. And, uh, boy, right here, uh, this last night's event, this sideshow on TV last night, trying to re-indict Trump and the antics around uh, January 6th, the peaceful protest, um, will be um, brought into perspective and um, in the bigger sense, I think there's going to become a wholesale rejection of everything the Democrats are doing. And I suspect it could be the beginning of the end. Here's a bold statement. The beginning of the end of the Democratic Party. Yeah, that's pretty bold. Uh, you know, I think there's always going to be a Democratic Party. I think what you're going to see is that more uh, middle-of-the-road folks, the ones that we... You know, Tulsi Gabbard, for, for example, who is a Democrat who ran for president, who was considered to be, you know, sort of out there, sort of way out. But yet, when I watch her speak and I listen to what she has to say, you know, she makes a pretty good uh, case for just about everything that she talks about. She's very level-headed which is something we don't see much in the Democratic Party anymore. Okay. She is a perfect example, what you just described, of last week's discussion on the Overton window. She was initially an extreme from your point of view, but in the context of everything going on, becomes more moderate, more centrist in the context of the stupidity of the left-wing extremism. You know, Rush Limbaugh used to always say that uh, that liberalism is a mental illness. And <laughs> you, you look up and you see what some of these folks are doing. And, and regular folks that get out here and work every day and go to work and take their kids to school and to football practice and to soccer practice and to baseball practice. You know, these moms that get up every day and make sure that their kids are you know, clean and ready to go to school. I mean, they all look up and they go, what the hell are these people talking about? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's gotten to a point where the intentions of the Democrats are evidencing themselves as being very desperate. Uh, when you see this sideshow, one of six, I understand, will be uh, coming forward in the weeks ahead. This production sideshow, of um, uh, uh, trying to portray a wholesale, uh, a, a wholesome approach towards um, uh, their concern for our democracy, when it's nothing less than an attempt to subvert the true individual rights of freedom and um, f- and liberty that are being denied to the Republicans in the Congress not to mention the citizens of the United States. Why, you didn't have any other Republican get a chance to speak last night uh, in this um, disinformation hearing uh, process. What a sideshow of uh, undemocratic behavior with a subversive attempt to try to dimi- uh, diminish or uh, demean the, the good 
um, uh, intentions of most of the Republicans and their likely candidate, Donald Trump, in 2024. They know they're damaged in 2022. They're trying to set up a sideshow for 2024. And let me be specific. Nancy Pelosi knew two days before the Capitol riot began that the uh, security services were bringing forward to her through Cash Patel, former chief of staff at the Department of Defense under Trump, had been inundating Pelosi and Schumer with information that a capital riot of concern was going to occur. And she refused to do and take their advice. And, I mean, here's Cash Patel saying to Pelosi, come on, Nancy, we're, we're ready with 20,000 soldiers. We're ready to give you instantly. Please take us on. Please take us up on this request because uh, Washington's going to have a, 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 a protest of some degree that could get out of hand. You need to have the National Guard there to help you out. She turned them down. The, the Capitol Police just turned down, uh, uh, just uh, had a vote of no confidence with, the, um, uh, with their leadership because of the lack of uh, attention given to the concern raised uh, in the same way that we need some more security here. Was a stunt by Pelosi and Schumer, a partisan stunt, to support this witch hunt that was going on in parallel in last night's sideshow. And the willingness for all these uh, television networks to broadcast this without vetting the truth and with no other evidence being allowed is a sideshow I don't understand. Uh, free speech is not free when it comes forward with such a deliberate, one-sided intention and the and the shunting of any other opinion well you know the problem is is if it, the national news media they're a bunch of lackeys for the democratic party they've got it set up now to where that if you go on trial in washington dc and you're a democrat you get off and you're a republican you get found guilty people are starting to understand that if you don't agree with the Democrats and their crazy ideas. All they want to do is shut you up. And how they do that is uh, a matter of using the national news media or the court system. We, we are looking now at a two-tier system in this country, one for conservatives and one for liberals. And when people start to notice that, they react and they think this is a bad idea for our country. But this is where we've been headed for some time now. And you go to Washington, D.C., and you will find out real quick, there are not a lot of conservatives at the levers of power in the government. And when I say that, I mean, whatever level of government you want to go to in Washington, D.C., pretty much a liberal running that organization, or at least in the top echelon of that organization. Well, this, this is exactly correct. I think that they have taken it too far. And I think this election process, if protected this November, will show a massive transformative change in the thinking of the people. Many have wished they didn't vote the way they did in the last election. That's okay. I've felt the same way in my life, saying, God, why did I vote for that person? 
Well, now we can correct our actions. Let's get into the voting booth. And as I've said rather despondently and uh, maybe uh, with prejudice, I've said let's just vote in a complete Republican regime, not because they're perfect, but because we need a Republican regime, which the Democrats have a full Democrat uh, slate, a House, a Senate, and a president, and they can't get anything done. Let's try a complete Republican slate and see if they can uh, fix some of the transgressions through amendments, not just statute, but through state and federal amendments to the constitutions that prevent, uh, that make improvements to the election process, the immigration process, the um, economic uh, uh, incentives for business, the uh, in incentives to work more aggressively with our allies to the north and south of us, and in uh, redefining what we're doing in NATO, I remind you, here, here we are giving $40 billion to Ukraine, which has questionable uh, uh, criminal activities going on with Joe and Hunter Biden, not to mention Russia and China. But, but, and, and, and none of those folks in the NATO alliance did anything to help us with our southern border. Why is it the NATO alliance couldn't come this side of the pond and do something to help us here in America during our time of need? Like I said, we've been, it's always expected America's going to step up and help others. It's time to say, hey, we're reaching out for some help from some, from of our NATO alliances, uh, allies now. Let's see what happens on, uh, in the reciprocal sense. Let's, uh, let's swap subjects real quick. Uh, we got about a minute left. Uh, you had this man arrested this week who admitted that he was headed to kill Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh. He was going to kill him. That's what, that was his plan. And we do not have anybody in the national news media who is making any kind of big deal about this. The President of the United States has not said one word about it. What can you, what, what do you think when you hear something like that? The biggest uh, apology of all to you, because this is the lead story, and I'm sorry we didn't put this at the top. Schumer and Pelosi should be in jail for inciting this, this rhetoric, this protest in front of a justice's home. Period. End of discussion. They shouldn't be indicted. That should be occupying the hearings of investigation uh, last night on TV. Not the silliness of Trump suggesting they protest peacefully and patriotically, which is what Trump said. But Pelosi and Schumer including Maxine Waters and others prior, getting in your face and violently protesting is a criminal felony that should have put them in jail, not one protester at the Capitol. Gene Valentino, thank you for joining us. You can go to genevalentino.com and listen to this uh, episode again if you'd like. Gene, have a great weekend. Best of you guys.